Hey, we wanted to welcome you guys out to uh, the uh, 75th edition, just kidding, of the Collective Mindset Podcast. I'm Jordan. This is Gavin. If you are new to our channel, we like to talk about uh, mortgage-related news, real estate, um, the economy, and occasionally we'll dabble in, um, you know, politics. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories. You know, uh, financial topics, all kinds of fun stuff. So thank you for joining in. Um, we uh, promise to try to keep it quick and entertaining as possible. Um, just a couple of uh, mortgage guys, however, sharing um, insight on economic issues that we feel are very important to the real estate market. So here we are today. That's what's up. That is what's cracking. Um, Gavin, today we had a much anticipated CPI report that came out. We want to talk about that a little bit. Um, the report came in a little cooler than expected, which was awesome news for us. Um, everything came in about 0.1% below expectations, which doesn't seem a lot, but it's signs of a cooling market, cooling inflation. Everything's kind of chilling, and that was kind of the big number that the Fed was going to look at um, before they make their decision later this month on whether they should pause, hike, or cut rates. Yeah. So... Most people believe that we are uh, still in this uh, holding pattern, which we've been in since July when uh, the Fed came out and said we're going to hold higher for longer. Um, this is another key data point that's going to allow them to not hike rates and keep them held. And, and mortgage-backed securities rallied strongly on this information. So, yeah. Gavin, with that said, like, what do you think this means for mortgage rates and the housing market in general? Uh, I mean, it's good news for the day, right? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we, we we talk about this a lot, right? It's Fed speak. And the Fed chairman has had to, he's had to talk a tough game, right? Against inflation. And he's had to leave this lingering threat of higher for longer or continued rate hikes on the table. Otherwise, the market's just going to undo everything he's done. Yeah. So, you know, I think of the Fed as... You know, he's like that that kid who talks tough and he's like, hold me back, hold me back, hold me back. You know, and he expects all of his <laughs> friends to hold him back, right? But he, he has to talk like that. Yeah. Otherwise, he's going to have to get in a fight. Yeah. And uh, side note, if there's a clip, um, there's a congressional hearing today where, uh, oh, my gosh, Congressman McMasters or McMillan from tries like. to fight someone. You said anytime, any place. What's your question? Accept the challenge. What challenge? You said anytime, any place. I'm accepting yours, so why don't you come What back. challenge? What challenge are you talking April about? April 30th. How about we do it for a charity at the Smoking Guns in Tulsa, Oklahoma? No, we're, we're not going to be talking about physical confrontations here. You want to fight me? What do you say by anytime, any place? Let's have coffee. Just he did. No. He was he was interviewing the Teamster guy. They're yeah, talking yeah. about like corruption or like overcharges and stuff in Teamster negotiations, and he's sitting there. And the guy called him out on Twitter, I guess, a few years ago, mm -hmm. said anytime, anywhere. And so this congressman says back to him, he's all, well, we're here right now. The time is now. Oh, my gosh. And he's all, you want to do this? The guy's like, let's go. And he goes, okay. And he stands up and Bernie Sanders is right there. you got to throw a clip of this. He literally, like, loses his mind. Bernie Sanders starts freaking out his hair. <laughs> and kudos, Did to Bernie, back? kudos to Bernie Sanders because you shouldn't have this kind of, like, schoolyard oh behavior. In a well, congressional forum, dude. It is. I hope Bernie held him back. <laughs> yeah. 
Everyone needs that friend that's going to hold him back, you know what I mean? So Anyway, um, nice little tangent, but check yeah. out. It's funny stuff. You know, but the Fed's basically sitting there, and he's looking for reasons to yeah. not hike rates. And in fact, maybe even the opposite, right? So I think there's a lot of pain. There's a lot of pressure being put on the financial markets right now because of what he's doing and he, mm-hmm. but he has to do it mm-hmm. and he's got to talk the way he's talking we get so annoyed when he gets on the news or he has a speech or something's happening right because every time he's hawkish he's he's threatening more rate hikes and he has to yeah. because if he doesn't the market rallies like it did today mm-hmm. and if he does that multiple times in a row we're we're back into inflation right where we're at before right where we at before so it's uh you know he's got to have that lingering threat of rate hikes over it over everything um but he's looking for excuses and that's what i think this is right this is a soft inflation report and it's an excuse it's something he can point to it's data he can point to that says see here's why we um aren't hiking rates right mm-hmm. here's why we can and uh, you know the, i think the next part of this is jobs yeah. So right now we've got inflation hopefully continuing to come down. We we hope that continues. Um, I think he's probably going to start zeroing in on the jobs reports. But um, well, tomorrow there's a key. There's the PPI report, which is the yeah. producer price index, which is is very very important, right? Because that measures like businesses and their costs of of doing business and goods. So it's from a business to business perspective, and hopefully that report falls in line. The hard thing is, is it's just this, this sentiment, right? And there's mm-hmm. still this sentiment within, at least in Wall Street, that, hey, let's just, you know, take this on the chin and then we can get right back to making money. And uh, I think it's going to just be a minute until the real data just kicks in and they're like, oh, crap, we have a problem. And it just takes time. It takes time for that to work through. But the good news for mortgage people and stuff like that. Now that you can kind of see that the market is cooling and this this trend is, it's probably just going to speed up, to be honest, because spending is going to slow down mm-hmm. um, and jobs are going to be lost and we're, we're entering into this kind of slow season. We could see a fairly rapid decline in mortgage rates, I, but I don't know. It's interesting depending on how, like the, the problem is that the sentiment versus the reality and then yeah. does that cause people to keep spending but even though they don't like it's going to be interesting to see but i i think the trend from here will be lower yeah but it's kind of like they the market's going to look for double and triple and quadruple confirmation oh, yeah. right mm-hmm. right now we, we've talked about the spread between the 10-year and where mortgage rates are at and we've got a, a bigger spread than we normally have mm-hmm. and i think Days like this, reports like this, allow a little bit of that spread to to be taken out. That that slack in the rope uh, can be taken out, but I don't think they're going to pull the whole thing out, or all of that slack is going to go away until we are absolutely sure we're on the downward, uh, yeah, the, the downward trajectory, right, as far as interest rates go. So it's like everything you said, right? Like it's really anyone's guess right now. I think we have all gotten so used to like individuals and businesses and corporations have all gotten so used to this near zero interest rate environment. Mm -hmm. And for 15 something years, we've all enjoyed that. We've all, you know, reaped the benefits of that, but it's like, we're going to have to pay the piper now. Right. And it's, it's like the, the monthly housing 
increases or payment increases that probably should have been happening for the last 15 years, they're all happening in the last two years. And, you, you know, I mean, like all the inflation that probably was really kind of happening, mm-hmm. but we just weren't seeing it because debt was getting cheaper. Yeah. Um, we, weren't, we weren't feeling it necessarily, right? Because debt was getting cheaper and businesses had the same phenomenon going on. But now we really actually have to pay for money. Like yeah. borrowed money costs something now. It hurts to borrow mm-hmm. and we're having to pay the piper. And Speak, we'll see how that. Speaking of that, I just want a political tangent here. Oh, yeah. Because you need to, if you're watching this, you know, you're a friend or family, and so maybe we talk about this stuff, or you're someone that's really into mortgage finance and finance. What Janet Yellen is doing with the Treasury is is literally criminal. Um, for those of you who don't know, so a couple of years ago during COVID, and she borrowed all of this money, like we're talking trillions of dollars, and she put them on two-year um, treasury note auction, then she could have very easily financed it over 30 years. It would have been like two years ago when we're doing mortgage refinances and someone coming to me and saying, oh, Jordan, I want to do, I don't want to do a 30-year fixed at 2.75%. I want to do a two-year arm at two and a half. And I would have looked at him and been like, you're nuts. This is yeah. the lowest the 30-year fixed rate has ever been. Why wouldn't you want to lock it in for 30 so, instead of getting it for two years? Contrarian opinion there. That's just dumb. She would have ruined the party had she done that. The market was watching what she was doing. And so had she gone in and tried to to lock that debt up on 10 and 30-year notes, 100% the market would have seen that. A premium all of a sudden would have been would have jumped into that market. And although that would have been better, That would have been good, though. It would have been, been better. better in the long run. It would have ruined the party two years ago. Well, Rates would have jumped up like that. Yeah, but we needed to ruin the... Remember during 2021 no, and you and I were sitting there and we're just like... <laughs> is this going to keep going? This rate at zero. This is yeah. so stupid. Yeah. It's no. almost like mortgages... It, people were bored with rates at 3%. It was yeah. so bizarre. But, yeah, but I'm saying she would have caught all the flack then, right? It would have been Trump yelling at her. It would have been someone else yeah. yelling at her. It would have been someone blaming her, and she wasn't bold well, enough to, or brave enough or courageous enough to do what needed to be done. She did what was needed to be popular. Yeah. The, the so. problem is now, though, like literally we, the taxpayers, are on the hook for this deficit that she's created like we are, we're oh, on the hook. In the next five years, and it goes to something crazy. It's insane, dude. It's literally mm-hmm. two trillion dollars just to service the debt, mm-hmm. and that number's only going to get bigger. Well, we're not two trillion yet, but we're on a path there. As these, um, as the as they have to refinance all this yeah. debt, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's well, gonna, sure. It's going to hit a it hits a trillion within like two years, and it hits like two trillion within eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have the exact date in front of me, but I know it was the two nuts. trillion numbers come quick, and it's like half a GDP. Mm-hmm. That's just ridiculous. So anyway, that's tangent over. But like, don't what's make, the problem? Don't make super stupid financial decisions. Yeah. That said, real estate rates where we're at, we like we talked last couple of things. We feel like we hit peak rates yep. in this cycle, um, which is great news for us. Could we have a little upticks here and there? Sure. But there was such resistance at the 5% mark on a 10-year treasury. Yeah. We're now down below 4.50, which is great. Um, I think the trend continues lower. Yeah. We're going to have these, you know, we're going to bounce in between some different zones in, in, in mortgage-backed securities. But I definitely think we've hit the peak. I think they're going to start coming down. I think 
Um, it's really going to depend on, we call them black swan events sometimes, but really it's going to yeah. depend on maybe some geopolitical stuff, what happens with the war in Which Israel. there's a lot of. Yeah, yeah. Po- politically what happens here at home and, mm-hmm. and what happens abroad and how that you know factors into inflation numbers and jobs and stuff like that. So I think there's a lot of threats to what's going on, but in, in all reality I've been telling my clients like bad news yeah. It's kind of your friend if you're trying to buy a home right now or if you need to refinance because maybe you're you're at seven and a half, eight percent right now yeah. and you want to refi when they go down. Bad world, yeah. you know, world ruining news is probably good right now for uh, mortgage rates. Yeah. So. Mortgages are considered like a bond. It's it's a flight to safety. And yeah. So if you're a, a big hedge fund or something like that, you want exposure to the market when times are good and things are rallying. But when war breaks out and a recession looms and everybody's laying off, you don't want to have all this exposure to these stocks when they're cutting employment, cutting forecasts, yeah. you're going to get slaughtered. And so you go, well, where's a stable fixed asset? I'm going to go into mortgages. So that's the idea. So as you start hearing about more and more layoffs, the big recession word getting ringed around, and then as the global conflict that's happening over in the in the Middle East and in, in Ukraine continues to evolve, yeah. Is only, you know, sadly better for mortgages, but crappier for our planet. So that's what's up. Anyways, guys, crazy times, man. Um, Things are looking up, though. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. This is America. Yeah. We uh, we try to do awesome things here. There's such an entrepreneurial spirit here, which is great. Yeah. I think help people out, love your neighbor, treat people well. All this other crappy stuff is going to sort itself out. Stay tuned. We got a little teaser here. Cat's not out of the bag, but uh, the Mortgage Collective is evolving. Yeah. Really cool ways. We're excited to share the journey with you. We're not ready to make an announcement. We'll have a lot more to offer our clients. We can say it that way. That's true. That's true. It's going to be fun to roll it all out. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. You guys are awesome. Appreciate you sticking around. Thanks.